Press the button. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. All right, uh, because Steve Palazzolo has eight kids under eight years old, he's not sure if he's going to be able to watch the Masters and uh, or how much he can watch of the Masters in Augusta National this uh, this weekend. I was there at one point. Now mine are juniors and seniors in high school, but I don't have as many as Steve, but they were 17 months apart. And there was a window there where, yeah, you're done. You're just trying to contain and control and somewhat play zone or man-to-man. We welcome in our guy, Pro Football Focus, NFL insider Steve Palazzolo. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. So are you locked in to to a little bit of Masters, my man? Yeah, so I can watch. It's easier, easier to watch while I'm working. So Thursday and Friday, easier to have it on while I'm working and all that stuff. It's just a weekend. It's crazy with the kids. My oldest, so my six-year-old, likes watching golf. He just gets upset every time they don't get it in the hole. So, like, every single shot, he's just sad. I'm like, no, son, they're only going to get it in the hole. Eight you know, it's okay. That's still a good shot. So, yeah, we're still, we're still trying to teach him. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. I remember those days. All right, um, so it's opening day in Major League Baseball. You made it to AAA with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, do you want to talk about my Atlanta Braves for 20 minutes, or do we want to go to Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts and, and Daniel Jones and so on? Which which direction you want to go, Wildman? We could talk Braves right there. Uh, they're playing my Reds tonight, is that right? Yes, you're Cincinnati. My, my hometown Reds. They're, Boom. That's my National League team. So. <laughs> There's uh, as excited as fans were about the Bengals during the postseason, they're just as upset about the Reds trading away their good players this offseason. So we'll see, oh. we'll see what happens there. Oh, well, I don't know if you know this because you're all locked in, but Jeff Brantley is one of the TV radio guys for the Cincinnati Reds. They call him Cowboy. What is it, Blake? Reds, Reds Cowboy, Cowboy yeah. on, on Twitter. He played baseball at Mississippi State. Um, and yep, then he went yep. on to play for, well, who you played for. He, he went on to play for the San Francisco Giants and then the Philadelphia Phillies, maybe one other. Oh, and the Reds. Um, but he's been with the Reds for like 15 years. He comes in studio during the offseason. He lives here, by the way. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah. and he, he comes in studio in the offseason. But he talks about how amazing, great a job he has as the Cincinnati Reds color analyst on both TV and radio and how good a gig it is. So it's funny that you live in Cincinnati and and uh and Brantley is is part of that team. All right. Um let's start with Baker Mayfield. Where what is gonna happen as we're just a few weeks from the draft, what's gonna happen with Baker Mayfield, Steve? You know, I, I thought we'd have some closure at this point. I, I thought it you know, they would just release him if, if no one else you know, we had a good trade offer. The, the market just dried up. There, you know, the QB desperate teams seemed to disappear other than, say, the Panthers. And the, you have the Panthers, the Seahawks. And, but the Seahawks at least have a starter, kind of, in Drew Locke. You know, the Panthers have Sam Donald. I mean, you just don't have a market for Baker Mayfield. So I thought something might happen. Now I don't know if the Browns are going to try to keep them around in case there's a suspension. But I, I think that bridge is pretty well burned. So... <laughs> It'll probably end up in Baker getting released, and you know some team's gonna take a shot on him. The Steelers were reportedly 
interested and there's reports before that the Giants would bring him in to compete with Daniel Jones. But I think those are the types of teams, anybody who needs a quarterback should at least take a shot to see if they can rejuvenate Baker Mayfield's career because you just there's a difference between where Baker is right now and say Sam Darnold four years into their respective careers because Mayfield's been good at least for two of those four seasons, whereas Darnold's never really shown signs of improvement. Mayfield's been good at one point, so if you need a quarterback, Falcons included, at least take a shot and see if you can rejuvenate, you know, his career because he's still talented. All right, so we'll we'll keep an eye on Baker Mayfield and, and who's uh, who will eventually grab him. Daniel Jones. So he's the New York Giants QB. Uh, the owner, Mr. Mara, has come out and said, we, we've done everything we could do to screw this kid up. And and so now they've got an offensive-minded coach in Dayball. He, he looks athletic, big. He's faster than people think. I think he ripped off a 67, 68-yard run. I think it was called back. But, but he... You know, he's got some skills. Where do you see this going in New York? Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can at least have Daniel Jones play a little bit better, right? If they, if they do take this next step in his development. Brian Dable did an amazing job with Josh Allen in Buffalo. and I, I just don't know if Daniel Jones has that same type of growth potential. I think he kind of is what he is. And that, and that doesn't mean that he won't have – you won't have good seasons and average seasons and all that stuff. It's just, I, I think Daniel Jones is very dependent on his supporting cast, which hasn't been great, right, as we as you already mentioned. So they do have work to do on the offensive line. I do think a healthy group of receivers uh, with Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, I mean, they've got guys to, to throw to there. They do need to get that line in order. I just think we're going to come out of this season thinking, all right, do you really want to buy into Daniel Jones on a second contract? Because that's going to be the question. As the rest of the league is going nuts trying to get their top eight quarterback and, uh, you know, scrambling to get in position because they don't want to be left behind, are you going to lock yourself into Daniel Jones, who's probably a mid-tier starter at best? You know, I I just – I don't know if that's where the future is going to go for the Giants and – I think they should work the draft. They've got picks five and seven. I think they, they should be looking to trade down or trade into next year and maybe be in good position for the quarterback class next season. And I, I just think that's where the Giants would be smart to hedge. Because Daniel Jones might be fine, but I don't think you're looking for a fine starter. You're looking for, you know, a top starter, as I always talk about. All right. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com on the Corona Premier Guest Line. If you had to pick one today, and you had a game this weekend. Would you go Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones? <laughs> uh, still probably Daniel Jones. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a Gardner Minshew fan because it's but it but it's kind of like he set this pretty decent baseline in a rough situation in Jacksonville, and I want to know if he can do more. I do think Daniel Jones is a little bit more consistent and a guy that you can count on just a little bit more in a in a given game week. So I'll go, I'll go Daniel Jones here. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's okay. That's all right. Um, if, if you had to wager and throw some money on the table today on, um, who's going to be the better QB the next, uh, four to six years, Jalen Hurts or Tua Tonga Valoa? Oh man. I, I never thought Jalen Hurts would leapfrog Tua. I would probably have to go with the NFL evidence though, that, 
No, I don't know. I'll stick. I'll stick with two. I'm sticking with two. <laughs> you almost. I think Hurts has done a. I know Hurt. I think Hurts has done some nice things in the NFL. And here's the thing with Hurts. Ten years ago, Jalen Hurts, I don't think has a has a chance. But I do think the fact that the NFL has embraced quarterbacks in the run game, that he can go out there and rush for five, six, seven hundred yards a year, does change things, right? Because you don't have to be as good as a passer. It's not necessarily the way you want to win and everything, but Hurts can be a more serviceable starter because of that. I do think Tua is going to play much better this year and be much better. And you know that you know, how much of that's Tyree Kill and Waddle in second year and all that, and better offensive line. I'm sure that's going to help. But I'll go with Tua. I think he's going to take a step forward here in year three. All right. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I can't remember if I asked you this a few weeks ago because it's been a, a weird, wild few weeks. Because um, I was out of town and then I had knee surgery and I just can't remember the last time we we, we called up and what I went over with you. But I want to switch gears to the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry and Stephen Jones and Dak. Um, so you've got like Tampa Bay allowing Brady to recruit guys. You've got other or, uh, franchises allowing their QB1 to be the face and recruit guys. You've got a guy in Dallas who's young, charismatic, and players think is cool. They like hanging out with him at off-season events. He's got a cool factor. However good you think he is, Steve, he, he's got a cool – and he's proven he can, he can win a pretty good bit. And yet they're – and he's in his 20s. And they're not allowing him to recruit in free agency – and they are a market where guys, young guys, like to play. And if you're any good there, you become a star because of their history and how committed they are. How insane is it that Stephen and Jerry Jones are not allowing Dak Prescott to do some of the other things that other QBs are doing for their franchises? Steve? So are you saying that as a reported fact that they're not letting it or letting him do that, or are we just – assuming because we're not seeing it well i'm assuming because of their lack of making any moves in free agency yeah i mean i think look i obviously they sh- I, I think they should use everything they can do to you know to build a good team i also people like to say that the salary cap isn't real and you, you see teams maneuver it every year and all that stuff but it is a real thing i mean it does put it does hinder uh, moves, right? Because you're not just trying to become compliant every year. You want that flexibility and all that stuff. They're still hurt by this deep contract, right? I mean, it's their own doing, but just that in particular kind of hurts what Dallas is able to do. They had Amari Cooper get rid of him. You know, I, for whatever reason, he's, you know, they, Cooper, they, they soured on Cooper just like the Raiders did. But that does provide a hole because he's good. He's really good no matter what they think of him. So it's as much what they've done like along those lines. And again, I don't, I don't know if they're keeping Dak from recruiting or anything like that, but at the end of the day, even okay. when the Bucks let Tom Brady make the moves, 
they still have, you know, cap compliance and Jason likes the GM and they still have to seal the deal on those guys. And Brady's also been proven that people legitimately do want to go play with him because he's proven he can go win championships. I'm not saying Dak can't do that, but we just don't know if he's necessarily out there on the recruiting trail, so to speak. But I, look, I think Dallas has gotten a little bit worse this offseason, and they've, they've got some work to do to just get back to where they were last season. So you do believe that they have gotten worse. I agree with you, but you you know the the numbers and the roster. You believe that they have taken a step back in this offseason, correct? Yeah, I think losing Amari Cooper, I think losing Randy Gregory, you lose a starting guard in Connor Williams. I know they've had some additions too. Cedric Wilson at receiver, you lose, uh, bring in James Washington. But I think they're worse at receiver. They're worse on the defensive line. They're worse on the offensive line. Um, so they've just they've got some work to do. They were unable to, you know, lock in Randy Gregory for whatever the contract reason was there. They soured on Cooper and got rid of him and they lost their starting guard, Connor Williams. So they've, they've just got some work to do just to get up to last year's baseline, I would say. Oh, that was kind of depressing. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, on the Corona Premier Guest Line. All right, in that division, in Dak's division now, you've got Carson Wentz with the Washington Commanders, Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles, and Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. Even with them taking a step back, are they your leader to still win it? Or are you going with the Eagles or someone else, Steve? No, I would still I still go with the Cowboys. I think they've they, they've got the best QB in the division. I, I still think they can have the most explosive offense. Um, they have drafted really well over the last couple of years, at least you know in the top rounds there. So um, there's work they could do there that I think can improve the team. So yeah, I think the Eagles are a good solid team as we saw. Um, the, the commanders, whatever you want to say about Carson Wentz, I mean, they'll be better this year, I think, with Wentz under center rather than a full season of Taylor Heineke and a defense that should bounce back. We'll see what happens with the Giants. They, you know, they're just in, I think, in rebuild mode, and I don't know if they'll be able to make a, a big enough jump this year. But I think overall the division will be better, but the Cowboys, for me, still sit in the top. And they, without a doubt, need to upgrade at wide receiver? and on the O-line through the draft, or things could be shaky for Dak in that unit? Look, I, you know, my, my theory is always, you know, get be as good as you can, at, you know, with, with playmakers, right? So have four or five playmakers, not just two. You're not just a, you know, you don't just, just start two wide receivers. So, you know, having Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb, fine. That's a good start. But the Cowboys' offense was really good when they had those two guys, plus Amari Cooper. Plus Cedric Wilson, by the way, when when you needed him. Uh, James Washington, I think, at this point in his career, is a good three or four. But you want him more as your four. You know, he's an occasional deep threat. He's never really he never really panned out in Pittsburgh as a, as a dependable every-down receiver. So you don't want James Washington as your three. So obviously that's a step back from having Amari Cooper. That's essentially the, the switch you made there. So, yeah, I think, you know, you flood the field with as many good playmakers as possible, make it difficult for defenses. Nice to have Dalton Schultz back. Um, I think they'll be they'll find a replacement for Connor Williams at left guard, even if it's Connor McGovern who's there. They'll be fine, I think, there. But I think you win in this league by putting pressure on the defense uh, through your playmakers, and, and obviously Dallas has taken a step back there. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And so what what direction, if you were the general manager, what direction would you go in the first round for the Dallas Cowboys? You know, it, it always depends on how the how the board falls. You know, I I, I don't. It's always tough to guess where the receivers are going to go. But if, for me, if one of the top three receivers, the, the two Ohio State guys, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, um, or one of the top four, Drake London from USC, I don't think they'll fall. But if one of those guys is there, kind of like I didn't think CB Lamb would be there a couple of years ago, but they grabbed him. Right. I would grab one of those guys if Jamison Williams is there. You know, the speedster out of Bama coming off the ACL. I, I, if I'm every team, I'm considering him because he. There's few guys that have legitimate speed that plays on the field like Jamison Williams, and I think that makes every offense better. You know, if you have a Deshaun Jackson, Will Fuller type on your team, so I would consider those guys. I think Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, the interior defensive lineman, should absolutely be in play there. Uh, if they do want to go the starting guard route, you have Zion Johnson from Boston College. I think all of those are fine plays. They they. Their, their needs plus value. I don't think you want to just fill needs in the draft, but you want guys that, you know, fit as far as the, as the value board goes. And I think whether it's Wyatt from Georgia, Zion Johnson at guard, or any of those receivers that fall, I think those are all good plays for the Cowboys. Off the top of your head, do you know what the hit rate is on first-round picks? No, I don't. And I think it's um, – I mean, it's probably 60, 65%, I would say. But I, I, it depends on how you define hit rate, you know. It depends on if you're if you're just saying, did this guy started for me, you know, and if that's the case, then, like, a bad tackle who starts for the next four years is a hit. So I don't think that's really a hit. Right. depends on what you call it, you know. But it's um, certainly not 100%, but it's not as bad as, like, quarterback hit rate, which is 50. So it's in between those two. How's that? All right. Um, and the guy – are you sold on this Aiden Hutchinson? I mean – Michigan edge rusher, number one of the Jaguars. You know, there are some people that are kind of questioning it, but you kind of get the, I think the majority of the scuttlebutt is, oh yeah, slam dunk. I mean, are you, are you there that he is a slam dunk, bona fide, deserving of a number one guy? And, and unless he gets injury injured, he's a can't miss guy, Steve. No, I, I don't think there's any slam dunk in this draft. I mean, I, I honestly, I think it's a weak draft at quarterback. I think it's a weak draft at non-quarterback. It's to me, that's what it looks like on paper. So, I, I think the Boses, Chase Young, and Miles Garrett were slam dunks, and they have been. Other than Chase Young's injury, they've been slam dunks. Those are the guys who have come out over the last six or seven years uh, on the edge who were wall to wall, like these dudes are going number one overall. And then they don't exactly if there's quarterbacks ahead of them, but th- those are top overall picks. I think Hutchinson's a, a tier below those guys, but also probably a step above everyone else in this class. So I trust Aiden Hutchinson more than say Trayvon Walker from Georgia, who's getting a ton of hype now. There was a recent mock draft. I think it might've been Charles Davis who did put Trayvon Walker at number one. And to me, that's, that's far riskier than Aiden Hutchinson. Trayvon Walker's production relative to recent first round round uh, edge defenders is just not, it's just not there. It's not even close. Okay. So I think Trayvon Walker is a freak athlete who is a massive risk. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau 
I think is a good solid player. But I think Hutchinson's a step above those guys. I think he'll be number one. But that's what makes this draft fascinating. There is nothing locked in right now because there's just not a whole lot of slam dunk elite players at any position, I don't think, in this draft. Okay. Compared to last year, especially. I mean, last year we had you had the top quarterbacks that you knew were going. You have a Jamar Chase, a receiver who's a you know who's awesome. You have a Kyle Pitts at tight end. Now we know what Micah Parsons has really become. But you you had some incredible players come out in the first round last year. I just don't see that same level of talent in this year's class. And the quarterback—that's it. So Dave Bartu, who we have on, who's an analytics dude and 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 has been really accurate the last twelve, thirteen years on NFL QBs. Um, because his deal, his deal is these three guys have done what you want them to do. They've elevated the uh, people around them. They don't play for blue blood programs, and they've got a bunch of starts under their belts and and things like that. Um, and, and so he likes like, this class. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. He likes Corral, Pickett, and Willis because they had to el- carry their teams, and and he argued right. last year that uh, um, there were several guys that didn't have to carry their team or didn't have close to enough starts, a la Trey Lance, to justify sure. their their picks. And and so and he stays away from Ohio State, Bama, you know, Southern Cal QBs because he believes that they have it made. Um, Was he in on Burrow, though? Because Burrow had it as made he, as anybody. Yeah, so he did, he did talk about Burrow as an outlier, and there are – so and Trevor, yeah. Tre- Trevor, he he said, "Look, I love Trevor. He, I know he played at Clemson. I know they're great. Blah blah blah. But he is one of those guys that looks like you know looks the part, played a lot, and and so on. Yeah. Um, and that that's interesting that you're not high on you know Corral's got almost thirty starts under his belt. Pickett's been there. He's like thirty seven years old, and um and you know nobody knew about Liberty football until Hugh Freeze and Malik Willis went there. So that. He just believes if you've got to carry the team, that's why he had he had Dak as the number one QB in twenty uh, six, yeah, twenty sixteen. And here's he said because Mississippi State had no business winning ten games his junior year and nine games his senior year in the toughest division right. in all of college football. Just kind of want to get your thoughts there. No, I, I know I've seen some of Dave's work, and we've talked about it on here. And I think it's um, look, I, I think when you're doing things analytically you want to find that you want to find a foundation to to stand upon right and that is a decent foundation and then you, there's always going to be outliers right in, in anything that you do uh, but you want to you just want the hit rate overall to be a little bit higher i mean my concern uh, so part of that i think if you're looking at just starts i think you kind of have to adjust for just the way the league has changed and, and there's so many more early declarations now than there were say 10 to 15 years ago. That's why Bill Parcells would always say, I need a four year starter. It's like, well, you don't have many more of those anymore. And if a guy now it's like, if a guy's starting for four years, it's probably because he wasn't good enough to come out. Right. And so that's kind of how I look at say, Kenny Pickett at this point in his career. Um, I, I just don't think he throws the ball well enough. And, and he was, uh, he was like a mid tier college quarterback until last season when he was really good, but, I think that's a concern for guys like for a guy like Pickett. I think there are concern more concerns with a lot of these guys. I do like Malik Willis because just like I mentioned with Jalen Hurts, the NFL's more willing to build around a running quarterback. You can create a lot of open throws and a lot of free yards by having Malik Willis as part of your run game and then kind of hope he develops as a passer because the tools are there and he's got a cannon um, for an arm. So 
look, any of these guys could hit, but yeah, it's interesting that a guy like Dave might be higher on this year's class than last year's when a lot of the consensus was, was the other way. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Crushing it on the site and with the podcast. Steve, have a great weekend. Thank you, buddy. All right, thank you, guys. Have a, have a great Masters weekend. Go Braves. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi, and it is Independent Roofing Systems. Independent Roofing Systems for your next commercial roofing job, roofing.ms. show is also presented by Live Oaks Golf Club. It's a good weekend to play some golf, but you'll need a pullover. LiveOaksGC.com. And Roosevelt's is the restaurant where you can smash a delicious cheeseburger in a Coors Light. Back in a second. 